This podcast is brought to you by On Track Studio. Hello, guys. Welcome back to the Eat Like Ruby podcast. I am in studio today with a guest, another Eat Like Ruby client. I would say another OG Eat Like Ruby client. You have been here for a long time. First time on the podcast. So welcome, Nita. Thank you. Thank you for coming. It's super exciting that you're actually here in the studio. Yes. I love it. Nervous, but very exciting. (laughs) First ever podcast. Yes. No, this is so exciting. So Nita has been in Eat Like Ruby. I'd say it's pretty much going to be like bang on two years. Because I feel like it was January 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. Very start of last year. Yep. 2022. Yep. Pretty much been in Eat Like Ruby in some way since then. Yes. I feel like whatever we throw out, you're like, yeah, I'll join that. (laughs) (laughs) And it seems, it's actually so funny because it's always really suited to you. I'm like, oh, we're going to run a gaining phase. You're like, yeah, I want to do a gaining phase. And then I'm like, we're going to run a fat loss phase. Yep, I'm doing a fat loss phase. (laughs) And it's just been so perfect. But I think you have just had one of the best journeys. Um, we all know I hate that word, but there's no, there's no substitute for it. I just think you've had such a good journey with like physical progress, but also just education mindset, so many things. So that's why I wanted to get you on today. But I think it'd be cool to just tell everyone like who you are, what's your story? Just give people a little intro. Into um, so yeah, just like mum of two, I'd already been like training for a really long time but never with any kind of structure I started doing like group fitness classes and <laughs> I feel like we all started there <laughs> Les Mills group yep. fitness classes um so I started there just and never really sort of ventured out of that and then was like did my own thing sort of just started doing weight training I've had trainers on and off over that time like I think I first started when I was like 18 I joined a gym wow and can we say how old you are now I'm 42 <laughs> <laughs> love first of all I think you look incredible for 42 if Thank I'm you. just sitting there with my guns out at 42 <laughs> I'll be stoked <laughs> Um, yeah, so then, um, yeah, and then just sort of would just do my own thing sort of randomly, moved house, moved gyms, um, and then just sort of bumbled my way in really. And again, I think just trained no real change in my shape or anything else like that. Constant kind of battle with how I should think I should look and like whatever. And it was my husband and he'll have to like get a shout out because he was always like, <laughs> get help then why don't you get help if you're not happy get help get help get help and I was like no I should be able to do this by myself like why can't I just figure out what to eat and what to train and then I think I just come across you on insta story like a like someone had shared your page and I think I just like followed along from that and then when a wait list opened threw my email in and then yeah completely changed so yeah. cool. And I feel like we do need to shout out your husband because even after you'd been in Eat Like Ruby for a while, he reached out to me privately and was like, she's thriving. She loves it. If I pay you $1,000, how much longer can she stay in for? And I'm like, oh my God, like what a legendary husband. <laughs> like it was so cool. And it was just such a cool message to get. And I feel like that was probably, you're probably about six months in. I reckon that was like middle of your first year. Yeah. And I was just like, this is so cool. And then um, I, I also remember when you first started, Yeah, you were so nervous. I thought you were so nervous yeah. about getting it wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just remember you being like so keen, but then also I feel like you were like, what if you've told me to have chicken and I have beef instead or things like that. And I just, that's why I feel like you've had such a cool journey because you, 
I've just watched you go from that to then starting to be like, oh, now I'm going out for tea. Oh, now I'm going to do a gaining phase. Oh, now I'm doing this. And I'm like, you have literally come so far. And that's why I said like, you've come so far with physical progress, but mindset and everything as well compared to when I first met you. hundred <laughs> percent. Like I remember in that first block, I was like, we'd been invited out for tea. I was like, no, I can't go out. I can't go out. I can't go out. I need to like, you know, I'm sticking to this. I'm, I've committed. I'm sticking, blah, blah, blah. But now it's just like plan what? Like I just... I know where I need to sit. I know and there's no – and even if I go out and if, like, something – there's a curveball, I know, that, like, what to pick, make a right choice. And then also if I make not, like, the best choice, it's not, like, the end of the world. Yeah, like, and I feel like that's change. such a big change that people have because I think so many people do think, like, oh, my God, if I can't eat perfectly, it actually is the end of the world. Mm. Like, it's going to derail everything. I'm going to go completely backwards. Like, if it's not 100%, it's yeah. terrible. And I feel like that's so common and that's where it's just so cool to see how far you've come. Can we talk about, like, weight numbers, all of those sort of things? We can. I actually <laughs> had to think. I was like, I honestly wouldn't know what I was when I started. Um, I, I reckon I could tell you. I reckon I could tell you. Okay. <laughs> I feel like I have a really, really good memory with numbers. Okay. I feel like you were like around 58-ish kgs. Um, does that how, does that sound right to you? Yeah, because I thought maybe 57, but I, I, yeah, I haven't even looked back. Oh, yes. Yeah. So 31st of the 1st, 2022, mm-hmm. 57.8 kgs. Yeah. So... And what is sort of, okay, so let's talk about that. We'll, we'll make that almost like your starting point. Because mm-hmm. I feel like you've had really successful fat loss and then you've done some gaining, some fat loss again and all of those things. But I also feel like there's been a lot of shape change in that as well. Because I think a lot of people would hear 57.8 or 57.8 and be like, oh, you didn't need to lose weight mm-hmm. in the first place. But how were you just feeling like, Physically, your body, like obviously you said you want to change, but mentally, emotionally, like how were you feeling when you first reached out? Really unhappy. And I think, and again, like um, when probably people do hear that number, they're like, there's nothing wrong with that. Also, yeah, but I mean, I think we're also never always happy. There's always going to be something (laughs) like I look at people that complain about things and I'm like, that's beautiful of you. Like when the discussion last week, um, but, oh yeah, with Georgia and yeah, I. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you just think, why would you complain about that? You know, you've whatever. Um, but yeah, really unhappy. And I think that's why like, yeah, like Matt pushed me. He's like, if you're so unhappy, what you're doing isn't working. So mm-hmm. sort of change. Um, or get like get sort of help. But that's probably like the biggest thing, even weight wise, and I think I sort of um flagged that in train like Queens. Um in intentionally sort of putting on a little bit of weight like just comparing that very first photo scrolling back to that January to middle of whenever the, the train like Queens was mm-hmm. and weight was not overly similar but sort of close but shape was completely different and that's the kind of thing and I know it probably sounds a bit stupid but because I had trained and worked out for so long my whole thing was like I just want to look like I go to the gym like yeah. I want to look like you know all the effort actually is showing off for something so and that's the thing like because I was sort of bumbling my way around I'd go and do legs and arms in the same thing no real plan um but yeah like shape change dramatic yeah yeah so cool and just as a little bit of a guide for people listening so Nita started like pretty much two years ago I'd say we did fat loss for like most of that year, I think we did a few like diet breaks, some time at maintenance, all of those things. But really you came in with the goal of fat loss mm-hmm. and we worked on that, I'd say like 
six months, give or take. And then we did just spend a bit of time at maintenance. We'll mini cut again into Christmas, all that sort of thing. Um, and then I feel like we did a little bit of that in summer this year as well, like the start of this year as well. And then we did go into the gaining phase in winter, which is so cool. And then that's where, like, as we were saying, like weight was probably similar on paper, but you'd then been through 18 months of consistent training, also dropped a fair bit of body fat and started to then like air quote gain weight again, but in quite a different way, Mm. which is so cool. So exciting. And so what about now? Where are you sitting in terms of what have you been doing with nutrition training lately? You did the fat loss phase. So, yeah. So, just come out of the fat loss phase post Train Like Queens. Um, pretty happy with, like, numbers. Again, it's more sort of, like, shape, I think, as well. Like, and it's about, like, just taking those photos, even though there was not a requirement for that in anything. It's just more sort of for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't done any measurements or anything, but it's more, like, how things are fitting and stuff. So, really happy with where I'm at the moment. Happy just to cruise into maintenance, especially coming into, like, school holidays with no real... <laughs> like desire to you know restrict myself or anything like for the kids so yeah in a really good place yeah, yeah. I think you're in such a good place like I'm, I'm not even kidding so often when I sit here and I rattle things off about like my girls do this and my girls do that there's a bunch of you that are just literally in my mind when I say that and I'm like Nita there's a few more like Kylie every you know who you are but it's funny because <laughs> when I listen to the podcast and I'm like she's talking about me I feel like I feel like that's <laughs> at me <laughs> there's just a few of you guys that I'm like yes this is them they get it um, but it's so cool. And I think I've said it on the podcast a million times, and I think you are such a like reflection of that, just feeling like you've been through enough and you know enough that if you were to turn around right now and say, I want to do fat loss, you would know how to do it. If you're like, I want to do a gaining phase, you'd know how to do it. If you're like, school holidays are coming, Christmas is coming, I just want to chill for a while, you feel comfortable doing that. And I think that's just like honestly the ultimate place to get to and so underrated because if we think back to probably this time two years ago coming into Christmas I think that's where we see so many people that are like you know I should be doing like a summer diet but fuck it's Christmas like who can diet at Christmas but it's the time of year where everyone wants to look good but it's so hard and it can be just such a stressful confusing time and I think there's so much like negativity with that that a lot of people don't understand. Like if, if you haven't been in that position, I don't think people really understand how fucking draining it is Yeah, to just be thinking like, I actually want to do something about this and I don't know what to do. Yeah. And I think you're just such a cool, like I said, journey or reflection of someone that's like was in that position and isn't anymore. Yeah. Which is just so freaking cool. And I think too, <laughs> like I think it's been brought up before, like, and I think that's just like an age thing, like a hundred percent when like – you know, I was in, you know, high school and stuff. It was like Weight Watchers and Jenny, like it was, it was like, you know, the smaller you are, the better you are. Um, And it kind of didn't matter how you got there. Like it was, there was no like education about any of that. Like it was just restriction and yeah. Like go on a diet and lose weight. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it's funny, like even, what have I been married? 14 years. Like (laughs) I was actually going to ask you that. (laughs) Um, and I was just watching all of your sort of prep and lead up and I was just like, I was literally virtually starving myself to be like this bride in this dress. And I was like, to think now, like a completely different story, but like you're all about like, it's like muscle bride and stuff. And I was I like, I love that. <laughs> but just a different time and a different thing. So I think, yeah, just to have all the knowledge that I do have now is just life changing. And I think especially to have a daughter, I 
like I'm just so happy that hopefully that her sort of journey and even mindset is completely different. Like, yeah, even when we talk about like what I'm eating or that like she's always like, what's on your plan or what's this or what are you having? It's and I've spoken to her about that. Well, I'm eating more at the moment because I'm trying to like actually build muscle or now I'm like not eating as much because I want to see what muscle I do have or it's all about fuel. It's not and obviously like there's Nutella and there's all sorts of things. So there's no like restriction. It's just a matter of like you fuel your body and yeah, like it's and I just that she doesn't have to be thinking about like I need to be skinny or like she's just busting the fact that she can join the gym with me when she's old enough. So that's so cool. How old is she? She's 12. <laughs> My God. She looks so much older. Yeah. Is she, would she like, is she taller than you? Just <laughs> literally just taken over me. Yeah. God, yeah. she looks so much older than that. Yeah. That's crazy. But I think that's so cool because it's, I feel like it's like we live in this time where that could go in the complete opposite direction. Like, cause there's so much access to Instagram and YouTube and so many things. If she was looking at certain things or following certain things, she could have a completely different mindset. Yeah. So that's so cool that she's following you and you're yeah. following me and we're yeah. all following well, I think I said it to you like literally, and she, I think she may have told her teacher that I'm doing this because when they were talking about like role models and stuff like that, she was like, oh, my mom. And then she's like, and eat like Ruby and the teacher's like, who is that? And she was like, so she made her look it up and she's like, her. <laughs> that is so crazy. But like, I love that. I love that, that she sees like, you know, strong women and there's, yeah, there's nothing off limits. Like she can eat whatever she wants, feel her body, move, be active. And it's not about like, a number on a scale or how whatever. So, yeah. yeah. And I think that's so cool. That's probably cool to talk about as well because I think it's like one thing for me to sit here. Like I don't have kids. I don't have to really adjust for anyone. Like obviously Shaq, but he just does what he wants. So yeah. <laughs> I think it's so cool because I think a lot of people can see like, you know, tracking macros or weighing food or whatever and think that that makes it harder to eat with your family or you have to like, I have to be over here weighing out all my stuff. But I'm such a big advocate of more so, like I think a lot of people think flexible dieting and tracking macros are the same thing. And obviously we look at things like protein and fiber and all of that. But when I see people like really strictly tracking macros, like I need to eat this exact amount of carbs and this exact amount of fat and all of that, I think that we're, like that's where it can get really stressful for like well how do I hit that if I'm cooking for four people Mm. and I think that's like not even (laughs) I was gonna say that's what I love about me (laughs) that's what I love about eat like Ruby and that's what I love too how I've really designed everything that I teach is more that actual flexible dieting element of like we want to get enough protein we want to be mindful of eating more or less or whatever depending on the goal but actually having that flexible element to make it work for your family and stuff as well. So do you eat the same meals as your family? For the most part, yeah. Yeah. And it's, I mean, my son's a different story, but for the most part we do. <laughs> how, old's, th- how old is your son? Is he younger? 10. Yep. Yeah. Um, who literally eats one type of fruit. <laughs> like, very different child. But anyway, he's getting there. Um, but that's the thing, I guess, the beauty of it, because there's like pizza and there's burgers and there's like, it's not as it's not like chicken and broccoli that I'm eating. Like it's not as if it's not like appetizing to everybody else. So, and that's probably, I think the good thing about like everything that you do plan is because it's normal. Like it's just normal food. Yeah. Like, you know, and it's stuff. And there's definitely been things in there that I was like, I can't believe that I've 
like not been eating this for so long, like having a sandwich at lunchtime. Like <laughs> it's so funny because it's like so basic, but then for years you're like, I can't have a sandwich. Like, yeah, because and there's probably so many people listening that are the same. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't have bread. Like yeah, but um, but I think yeah. So that side of it, the the flexibility of it is definitely a good thing. And again, sort of just teaching them, you know, the, all the things that you need to have, um, but stuff that they all enjoy and yeah so I mean it definitely goes through phases depending on what like I'm having but um exceptionally flexible for us all just to eat together and the yeah. same yeah and I think it's cool I feel like you and Matt would be similar to Shaq and I where you might be like okay yeah it's burger night but like if Shaq and I do burger night or like homemade pizza night it's probably a better example I'll do my like wholemeal pizza base and I'll have my toppings and then Shaq will just go like the big dirty thick crust with like all the pepperoni and cheese and so I think that that's actually perfect because you can just like they're happy yeah because you're not like making them eat diet food yeah but you're not like then miserable over here like you said eating chicken and broccoli while your partner eats pizza I think that's such a sweet spot to be in because you're like I can just enjoy this with them but not in a way that I feel like shit or I'm off track or I shouldn't be doing this or whatever I think that's like so underrated and such a good position to be in and I feel like that's you and Matt for oh, sure. yeah 100% <laughs> like and that's the thing like I think in the fat loss phase like we'd have be having burgers and he would actually have a burger and I just like have patty and salad like or whatever yeah but um oh the Pete that's all he eats is pepperoni pizza <laughs> so that's so funny <laughs> Everything you post about him, I'm like, this is Shaq. Like, they're so similar. So similar. It's so good. I love it. What is your, like, where are you at now in terms of, like, going into Christmas maintenance? I feel like I've heard you say another gaining phase next year. I think so because I feel like the one that I did wasn't as like I didn't push it as probably as far as I could have because yeah. I like first time photo well and we we're getting photos oh, yeah. done and I was like oh I don't like and they kept getting dragged out and I was like I don't want to if I'm treasuring these forever I don't want to feel uncomfortable in them so yeah um and again that's something that I never even didn't even know what those terms were like didn't know what maintenance was didn't know what like like you know I knew what a deficit was because. I kind of lived in that, yeah. but didn't know what, it, yeah, didn't know what any of those things were. So, um, I definitely think I'll give it another go. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I want to come back to that, but when you say like I lived in a deficit, I feel like so many people could relate to that, but I think it's super interesting because you like lived in a deficit, but then you actually came to me, we went in a deficit and you lost like seven kilos. So what did that look like for you before you joined Eat Like Ruby? Like what was your diet or your sort of standard diet? days of eating like probably like when I say lived in a deficit probably really inconsistent deficit like again I think that whole and that's where I feel like so many people will relate like binge what you would I think and again I wouldn't have even known that term but be very very like mindful through the week Mm -hmm. and then like again if we got pizza for movie night or something like that then what there was sort of like no holes barred it was fine yeah um and then go back to like really really low again and then so again you're not like really in a deficit like you're just yeah, in but you're like it. dieting hard a lot yeah. of the time yeah. yeah yeah which is crazy and what was your like mentality with that were you like if you were then to go into like pizza weekend or whatever were you like Fuck, I shouldn't be doing this or um I don't know well, sometimes yeah like, sometimes I'd be like whatever like and then other times after that I'd be like really disappointed mm-hmm. in myself and yeah, and again, like now I could do the exact same thing and be like, 
That's yeah. fine. Tomorrow's a new day. <laughs> like, yes. and then I know I might wake up heavy, but like also I had like a, a really salty meal and this, that, and the other. And like I you often, just understand it so much more. Yeah. 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 And I often think too, like, that 10,000 calorie day that you did and then watching back that just even the days after, like even the day like after, like there was no dramatic physical change. Like you just kind of bounced back to normal. I, so I felt like I'd just... been hit by a bus, but it was, I felt <laughs> like I was to look drunk. at you. I didn't be like, oh, well, like she's put on five kilos. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I just got to go back to that. So sometimes, you know, there might be days where I have like, way more than I expected or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm just like, I didn't eat 10,000 calories. Like I didn't. Like, <laughs> I, I tried to and I <laughs> But I haven't failed. I haven't, you know, whatever. I've enjoyed, because it will be, it'd be the spur of the moment things that were just unplanned. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm sitting here with the three people that I love the most and I'm enjoying a meal together. Yeah. So, because um, like I work on a Sunday, my husband works on a Saturday. So our time as a family isn't yeah. That, common so I was like why would I then like hate myself for that yeah like, if I'm sitting here enjoying that and we all enjoyed it and again like yeah why would I beat myself up about that but yeah I definitely would have in the past that's yeah. so good and I feel like that comes back to so much what I speak about and that's part of the reason I wanted to get you here because I think it's one thing for me to speak about it but then be like here's actually a person that's living it is like I'd say the big underlying thing there is that you do understand it so much more and you like there's probably part of you and that's it's almost like what you said before you're never like a hundred percent happy all these things don't 100 percent go away like we could still have a big meal and have a little bit of an element where you're like fuck that was probably too much food but i think you then get that logical part that kicks in where you're like like you said well i know it wasn't ten thousand calories i know i might be a little bit bloated and heavy tomorrow but probably by the middle of the week i'll be fine like i think the logical part really kicks in a lot and that comes from the education and the understanding. Whereas when we don't have that, it's just a very big emotional part that takes over where you're yeah. just like, I shouldn't be doing this. And I think it's that element of like, if you're, you know, we talk so much about people that are like getting back on track on Monday and going back into a diet on Monday or whatever. Even though you probably, like you said, you feel like you're dieting so hard. And I reckon so many people can relate to that. You don't really know what you're doing you don't have a lot of confidence in it it's almost sort of like that desperate d- dieting and, mm. and I'm not meaning you I'm meaning everyone yeah. <laughs> but so I think the big difference now is like if you were to you know have a big meal have a weekend out whatever and then get back on track on Monday air quote you know you are actually getting back on track on Monday yeah. you're like I actually know what to do about this yeah. whereas in the past you're like well I know I should just fucking diet but that isn't really even working for me, but I know I probably shouldn't keep eating, but I should, like, there's just this big element of uncertainty. You're like, what have I just done and what do I do about it yeah. kind of thing? Whereas now I think, first of all, that logical thing ticks in and it's like, hang on, I know what I've done. I haven't actually eaten that fucking much and I've had a great time with my family. Yeah. And then that second part of what do I do about it? You're like, oh, hang on, I know what to do about it. And I just think that's so cool. Yeah, 100%. And that's the thing. And I think back when I was just like so digging my heels in going, I should know how to do this. But I was like, why should I know how to do that? I haven't learnt it. I haven't. And I guess no one really has unless you actually have studied it. So I was like, why, yeah, why should I think that I should know what to do when I'm actually getting nowhere with this? So, yeah. Yeah. And I think there's so, there's so much to that because even when, you know, like obviously I've studied it and then people come in to eat like Ruby and we teach different things and whatever. I think you still have to actually go through things. Like I think you actually 
have to have a weekend, you know, air quote, off track, get back into it on Monday and then see for yourself, like, oh my God, it actually isn't the end of the world. It's one thing for me to be like, guys, you had a few extra meals. It's not the end of the world. But I think you actually have to live through it and experience it. And I reckon it's so common and even myself and I reckon nearly everyone listening can relate. If you do like go away or you have a big weekend, you know, Easter, Christmas or whatever, you do feel like bloated, heavy, all those things. And you think, fuck, it's going to take me a month to feel normal again. I'm going to have to diet down for a month. And then you like get back on your game on a Monday. And by Wednesday, you're like, I'm fucking fine. Like, I thought this was going to be like a month long deficit and three days later I feel fine. Yeah. 100%. 100%. I reckon that's so common. I've done that myself where I've just had times like that. And then I'm like, shit, I should go into a deficit. And then I'm like, you should just eat my normal food again. And within two days, you're like, I'm back to normal. I think the beauty of it is, is everything that like in a meal plan or anything that you like teach, it's all just normal, like delicious food. So it's not as if you're like, you're missing out anyway. So even if you do have that big meal out or whatever, then going back on track isn't miserable anyway. So it's not as if like, yeah, you are missing out on anything anyway, because your everyday food is delicious yeah. like yeah yeah and we talk about that a fair bit I mean you've probably heard the like enjoying meals out call so many times because you've been in so many programs where we've done it <laughs> but I talk about that in there where um I think that is a common thing for people like you said before people don't let themselves eat bread or they don't let themselves eat potato or whatever so then when the weekend comes around and you go to a restaurant or something it's like garlic bread hot chips all those things come out and there is that massive element of like oh my god I never eat this and I think there's a big element there for people as well where it's like as of Monday I'm never going to eat it again you know that energy of like go hard now because come Monday I'm back on track so it really is a big element of missing out go as hard as I can right now and I say that on that call I'm like if you literally have oven fries every second night, the novelty of that wears off. And that's not to say, like, I'm not oblivious to the fact that hot chips are fucking delicious. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to sit in here and be like, no one cares about hot chips anymore. But I think it's just that it even ties in, like, with what I said before, where it's not a big emotional state where it's like, oh, my God, hot chips, I shouldn't. Yes, I should. No, I shouldn't. Fuck it. I'm doing it. I'm going hard. That's such a frantic feeling for people to have. Mm. And I think when you have just been like, oh, wait, hang on, like I'm air quote allowed to have chips and I actually have them three nights a week, it just takes away, like it takes things off that pedestal and you're just like, okay, I can actually just chill out a bit. I can have some, maybe I will, maybe I won't. It's just a completely different energy. Yeah. I like think I said, that's I think so cool. Before, I don't think I've ever eaten so much Nutella in my entire life. <laughs> that's so <laughs> it's good. It's like regularly in the carpet. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And I think you're such a good example of someone who – followed the meal plans for a while and then like edged away from them and actually started flexible dieting and I spoke about meal plans I mean by the time this comes out it'll probably be like two or three months ago but we spoke about meal plans a while ago where you know some coaches are like no they don't teach people anything or whatever but I think like I said in that episode if I had have just said to you on day one like here's your nutrition targets you need to completely plan your own day and work towards them would you have known what to do? Zero chance. (laughs) If I was like, okay, make sure you eat enough protein tomorrow, you'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah. (laughs) Do I just drink protein shakes? Like, honestly, and that really comes back to what you said before is like, well, if you've never been taught, Mm. how would you know? So I think the meal plans is such a good stepping stone. And you are someone like I watched you stick to them for ages. I remember when you first joined and you would 
do your stories or your Insta posts of your day of eating. And I'm like, she's fully eating the meal plan. <laughs> and then after a while, I remember you were just like, no, I'm getting good at like, I didn't like that dinner. So I subbed in my own dinner or whatever. And that's literally why I do them. Like, that's the point. Yeah. And I just think you've navigated that so well. And you still kind of look at them. Hey. Yeah. I still kind of look at them, but I don't even, in, honestly, in the fat loss phase, I was like, probably the last two or three, I was, uh, I, and I just take bits and pieces like, oh, that's new. Haven't yeah. had that, but not like to the yeah every little thing yeah. and I reckon that was so common in the fat loss phase is like when we think about day one of that round of the fat loss phase everyone was posting like the ruby pole the I think we did the loaded like the Mexican loaded fries kind of thing um everyone was just posting I'm like okay you're all clearly eating the meal plan <laughs> but then as the weeks went on I think it was the same thing everyone was like oh like I'm still doing the ruby bowl that just lasted the 12 <laughs> weeks but then yeah everyone was like oh like subbed in the dinner, subbed out, whatever. And that's literally the point. And if you think about 12 weeks of the fat loss phase, like if you do stick to it with week one, week two, and then week three, maybe in week four, then you're like, okay, I'm just going to sub one meal. In week five, you sub another, whatever. By week 12, you do get to that point like you, where you're like, okay, I'll look at it. More so for ideas or inspiration. Mm. Like, oh, if there's something there, I'll take it. But if not, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I think that's so perfect. I love it. And I think what I was saying when we first brought up the gaining phase was it's one thing for me to sit here and be like, everyone should do a gaining phase. It's a whole nother thing for a woman to go through a weight gaining phase. Like It's actually quite crazy when you think about it. Even if we think about you saying your whole life, you were just kind of taught to lose weight Mm. or that losing weight was a good thing. So then I'm like, hey, Nita, you should gain weight. You're like, I shouldn't. (laughs) So when, like what, what kind of prompted you to be like, yeah, I might dip a toe in this? Because I'd literally never done it before. As I said, like all of these phrases, like maintenance and gaining, <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what that is. But I was like, well, I haven't done it. And I was like, I think it just would be the perfect time to do it under sort of guidance. And I think that, that group was perfect to be able to be like, I know. yeah, that was awesome. Oh, I am feeling like really shitty. And it's like, yeah, me too. But you know. And then the next day, nope, I'm feeling, I'm feeling so boss. Yeah. I'm feeling so strong. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, just sharing like everyone's own little things, like definitely changed that vibe. And I think that was probably the perfect place to do it, to actually have a go. Because 100% I'd probably been like, no, I'm really unhappy. I'm just going to stop now. Like if I had done it on my own. So yeah, um, I think it was just a nice place to start under sort of guidance. And like those groups are just perfect. I think it's so good to have um, people doing the exact same thing. Like actually, I was like actually sad when they all finished. And then I was like, oh, I'm going in the fat loss. That's fine. But now that that's done, I was like, I I do miss that sort of regular. Because I was like- And you're so good in them. You're like, I'm like, I need to put Nita on the payroll. Like (laughs) every post I see and then I look at the comments, I'm like, oh, Nita's Nita's answered it. (laughs) And I love it. It's awesome. And I think it's cool because you- you're someone like there were so many girls in the fatless phase that had never been in it like Ruby or they'd never flexible diet or whatever. So you come in as like, guys, I'm an OG. I've got <laughs> a year and a half under my belt. I got ya. Like, I think that's so cool. <laughs> but I just, yeah, I just think it's good to have like, I don't know, just like, like-minded people doing the same kind of thing. It's, yeah. Um, and that sort of thing I do miss. I'm like, I'm just like on my own. And then I'll see stuff. I'm like, oh my God, I've got no one to share that. <laughs> That's so funny. It's so true. I think those spaces are so good. And I think not even like, I don't know how to say this without tooting my own horn, but (laughs) I feel like from the podcast and just everything that I say and do, the right sort of people come in with the right energy. Like you think about the fat loss phase. I think in that last round, we had about 115 girls. 
it's a lot of women doing something that could be a very emotional, like, whingy space. And it was the total opposite. Mm. Even, like, everyone was so positive, so, like, driven. And then even when people were lost or confused or having, you know, a bad day, bad week or whatever, it was never that sort of negative, whingy energy. It was just like, okay, Rubes, I'm struggling with this. Has anyone else been through that? What do we recommend, guys? Like, I think I've, like, from the podcast and everything, we've really set the tone of, like, come in and take responsibility, like get after it. And it just creates such a positive environment in there, I reckon. Like I, I'm sad as well that that fat loss <laughs> face is gone. And it's funny because I said to Georgia, I'm like, do we just delete the group? I'm like, we can't just delete it. Like, I'm like, that's like memories. I know. And I nearly actually went back in and be like, how's everyone going? I was like, I don't know if I should be doing <laughs> It's just like a weird thing where it's all just hanging there now. Yeah. Like, what do we do with this face? But I think it's cool. And I think even coming back to you going into the gaining phase and stuff, I think one thing that is worth pointing out is if you had have been like a day one, like Ruby, and I was like, oh, I need to go into a gaining phase. You'd be like, no fucking way. Like I've been spent my whole life trying to get weight off. Why would I put it on? And I think, again, this is why your sort of timeline is so perfect because when we go into a gaining phase, not like with a lot of education, confidence, understanding, actual like knowledge in nutrition, but also just knowledge in what works for you now. Like by the time you went into that gaining phase, you had a very good idea of what your deficit was, what your maintenance was, how to tackle different things. So I think there's a big element of like safety and security there where you're like, okay, worst case scenario, I go into a deficit on the other side of this and I get it off. Yeah. Whereas I think for a lot of people, it's like, well, how the fuck do I do that? Like, why would I go into a getting phase when I don't know how to fucking get it off on the other side? But for you, it's like, well, no, I know that. So, and even um, I interviewed, like had an interview with Kirsten the other day and she was in um, Train Like Queens as well. And she pretty much said that. She's like, you know, I just wanted to give it a go. And she's like, I thought, worst case scenario, I just roll out the other side and I go back on a diet. Yeah, literally. (laughs) And I'm like, that's so funny. But it's actually so true because I think it's probably quite subconscious, but on a level, you're like, okay, well, I know what to do. And I think that's in itself is such a game changer because so many women would be like, I'm not going to actively gain weight. And no, I do not know how to get it off. Oh, 100%. Like if I hadn't (laughs) have been so sort of, or had such sort of successful like fat logs phases, it would have probably been a very different story. But Mm -hmm. I think I was just like, well, yeah, why not? Like, and even to think that, I'll go into another one and try and maybe even push that a little bit harder and not be like, oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going to say that as well because I think even, again, there's an element where it was your first time doing that. It makes sense that you don't just want to go balls to the wall and start packing on weight. like, And rightly so. Like, So I think that was really common in Queens. I think so many people, there was about 18 girls in there and so many people were like, I'm just going to do maintenance. Like just start me at maintenance and I'll sit at maintenance. And then I think after about four or five weeks, I think we did 15 weeks all up in there. And after about four or five weeks, everyone was like, I think I need to push this a little bit harder. And everyone was open to doing that. And I think that's an important stepping stone, like to go to maintenance, go to a bit of a higher intake. Again, realize that you're not actually blowing up into a balloon and it's not the end of the world. And you're like, shit, I actually can push this a little bit more. And I think that's super common for really, if we look at that, you probably spent like six, eight weeks, whatever, in a real surplus gaining phase. Mm. And then again, you've come out the other side, you've done a bit of fat loss and now going into, if you were to do it next year, you're like, okay, 
I feel a bit better about it. I feel a bit more confident about it. It's just like you continue to gather that like experience, but also just your belief and your trust in that process. Like yeah. it's a big deal to just put yourself into a weight gain phase. Yeah, and I and you've yeah. got you've got to, I think get a bit of exposure to that process and and get some trust in it first. Yeah, and that's why I did it like in the way that I did it. I would probably never have done it by myself because I would have been yeah hundred percent given up and gone no too hard or this is like I'm really uncomfortable, but. Yeah. When having everyone in the exact same boat. And again, I think going, oh, well, now I'm going to go into like this. And it's like, oh, okay, maybe I might do that too. And yeah. 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 I think that's cool. And I feel like I've said it on other episodes. Maybe when we first did the podcast with Shaman, who did a like a gaining phase last year as well. Um, it's one of those things where if you are in a space where you've got someone like me or you're working on it and we're monitoring it, you're not going to go like if you started that at like 53 kilos or whatever, you're not going to go 54 and then 55, 56, 57, 58, 60, 61, 62. Like we're not going to let you get to 70 kilos before we go, oh shit, maybe we pushed a bit too far. Nina. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think when you do it by yourself, especially probably for the first time, as soon as you see things start to go up, you're like, fuck, is that too much? Is that too far? Should I scale it back? And that's like we said, so much conditioning, like usually in the past, anytime you've seen that number go up, it's like the instant reaction is like, fuck, that's bad. And then you've got to kind of tap in and be like, well, hang on, if I'm trying to gain, is that actually bad or is that good? But then I think there's still a big kind of uncertainty of like, well, what is good? Like if I got on the scale tomorrow and put on a kilo, is that good? Is that too much? Is that not enough? Like <laughs> that's very kind of like I said uncertain for people so I think being in a space and just being able to say like oh this is where I'm at and this is the rate what do you think like should I adjust should I go up should I go down and then like we said if you jumped in every week and you're putting on a kilo a week we're not gonna do that for 15 weeks like at some point we'd be like okay Nita ran it in (laughs) so I think it's just cool to be in the space where you know like I think if you wake up on a you know a bad day and we all have them you want to have a space to just be like, okay, am I just having a bad day or should I actually adjust something here? Like what is, I need an outside opinion. Like I'm too close to this situation. If you are the one that gets on the scale and sees a big change, you're too close to that situation. Even myself. That's why I've had coaches for like photo shoots and stuff in the past because you do think like, fuck, change everything. The scale changed. (laughs) So you want to be in that space where you can just be like, hang on. Give me an outside perspective. <laughs> and also just that space of like, because I probably, if I had have gone in on my own, I would have probably just solely probably relied on a scale, not knowing or not really going, okay, well, like checking measurements as well. Like is, again, like I think you're like, is it your midsection? Is that really ramping up? If that is, then we're, we've gone too far. But if yeah, it's sort of gradually increasing, but like that sort of, that area is not really changing, then we're going at a good pace. And yeah. again, would never have known that. And then... Yeah. So you didn't so- mention that you were just growing these guns out the side. <laughs> <laughs> They've just popped up. <laughs> no, that's so cool. So do you have any questions, things you want to ask, things you want to say? Open mic vibes. Oh, I don't know. I, like, I can't even think of a question off the top of my head, but I just think like this whole experience from sort of start to now, and I've said it a million times, like it's just like 
educate like education has just been such a life-changing thing for me like honestly to think back where I was again like thinking oh yeah I can do this I can of course I can do this and just even like mindset and just within myself to be so like happy like yeah just absolutely life-changing because I just couldn't have and I just it's also a bit sort of sad and the same thing I like it took me that long (laughs) to like be really happy within myself but um to get to that point is yeah it's just been like absolutely amazing that's so cool and I think it's so so common but like I've had women it's funny because I say it on the podcast all the time like we have girls in their 20s 30s 40s and every time I say 40s (laughs) and then I say 50s and I think of my mum and um it's so true though and I think I said it on one of the episodes with G the same I get the same comments from people in their 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s. Like, it's so funny. I see people navigating the exact same things from 18 years old to 60 years old. And there'd be people who are 60 that would hear you say that and be like, oh my God, you you worked all this out at 42. Like, fuck yeah. (laughs) Like, it's so funny. But I think you're in such a good position. Yeah, I I am. I'm really happy. Like, with – and just just knowing, again, like, going into this – time of year not worrying about it knowing that like I don't know come because I guess like if I do like a gaining phase I might sort of start in winter again knowing that like that's ahead of me knowing what I can do like almost I think yeah breaking up my year (laughs) and just being happy about it like and just be yeah happy and even just seeing like different gains in the gym like just as far as like what I could like lift. Yeah, I feel like we haven't even talked about you being like a badass in the gym, but you really are. Yeah. So even just that side of it, like I just, and even that whole mindset of going in and cause I often train at night as yeah. a lot of like young guys. And I just, at, initially I'd be like, Oh, well, I just have to wait now. And I'd be like, are you done with that? And then I just go in and I just do Get it. Get out and of my way. Care. Stop talking. Like I've got shit to do. Some of us take this seriously guys. <laughs> Yeah, and I, was, I think I said to you, like, I had this guy actually, like, he'll just sort of, he talks to everyone, but he was just like, oh, he got talking to me, and then he said, it's good to see you smile. He's like, I often see you, he's like, you just game face, you're so serious, and he's just like, I just was like, I wonder if that woman ever smiles. I'm like, because I'm like, doing my thing, I'm not here to talk, I'm not, not here, here to, to make friends. No, I'm just, I'm <laughs> like, my airport's room for a reason. <laughs> but, like, it is, like, I just go in there, and now I don't even really sort of, care about unless I'm getting the bloody bar trap bar, out. Trap bar. <laughs> um, and I haven't had that program for a while so that's fine but like I just go in and I like load up my thrust or I do or I move a bench and I just don't even care like having that sort of confidence has changed as well like I would have just sort of gone whatever was free and sort of like yeah hidden away and not whatever but now I just yeah go in and yeah and really sure. confident that's so cool can we just um drop your hip thrust Numbers, glute bridge oh, numbers. Oh, do I know them? You, uh, as if you no, know, I no, feel like no, I know no. them. <laughs> um, I think my glute bridge is, I think it was 112.5. Guys, 112.5. And what did you say? You're currently sitting around 53. So more than double body weight. Guys, just let's just take a moment. <laughs> I'm pausing for effect. <laughs> and your hip thrust is pretty similar, hey? I think it's, ooh, I think it's like mid 80s, yeah. roughly. Or maybe, or maybe even a bit more. I'm not sure. But yeah, I feel like I saw a 90 at one point. Maybe. But yeah. I was just funny. I actually just in that delayed week the other week. And I was like, this is still really low. <laughs> it's still a lot of weight here. <laughs> That's so awesome. That's so cool. And I feel like that's, I mean, everything we say about nutrition, you could nearly say about training as well, where 
like you said, for years, you kind of wander around, you don't know what to do and stuff. And I feel like even when people start training with me, they kind of like go into the gym and they get those, you know, you get those little squiggly, easy bar things in the gym and like people kind of hip thrust them. And it's like, you could probably like, they're like 15 kilos. And I'm like, you probably do like 60 kilos. (laughs) And I think you kind of got to ease up to like, or like work up to that point. And then you just get to a point like you, where you just walk in, load up 110 kilos. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when I, I think the very first thrust thrust that I did, it was just like the preloaded bar. I don't even know how much it weighed. And then I was like, oh, this is, I can't do this anymore. I'm going to have to like, and I, I actually remember you saying this. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to have to like upgrade now. And I, and old me would never have done it. But there was a girl that I see there all the time and I know she'd done them. And I was like, how do I load up the bar to do this? Because this is like what I need to do. And she was like, oh, just like do that and like position yourself there. And yeah. But that I, is so cool. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. That's just so <laughs> cool to think about you going through that process. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, when you said about like kind of low-key structuring your whole year in a gaining phase in winter or whatever. I did an episode that was um, literally recorded it like two days ago. It'll come out early December. And it was um, like, here is my advice for people who love nutrition and training going into 2024 that don't have a fat loss goal. And it was pretty much that. I was just like, I would look at this in January. Then I'd look at this as we head into winter. Think about a gaining phase as we come out the other side. Think about this with your lifts. Think about this with training, nutrition, whatever. <laughs> and I feel like you're sort of the perfect person for that. And I said on that one, um, like you said, sort of winter gaining phase. And I think there's so many ways people can navigate that. Um, most people have probably listened to the whole episode. But I think you can like it can be something where like you did last year where you just kind of go to maintenance and focus on lifting and performance and all that or you can just go fully in balls to the wall gaming phase but I think that's so cool to think about you kind of learning everything you've learned and then just looking at your year and teeing all those things up and I think that just comes back as well to the education because you actually know how to do those things you're like oh if I wanted to do a gaining phase in winter I know how if I come out the other side of that and think I need to drop some body weight I know how like, I just think that's so awesome. You're in such a good position. <laughs> and I, I think it. too, like, I think what the exciting thing is about like pr- like going in and trying another gaining phase and going a little bit harder is I think that whole thing in Train Like Queens was that like you're fueling yourself to train hard. So I was just like, well, if I can do some of this stuff like on what I'm currently eating or just on maintenance, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like it's what exciting would happen? to see. Put some extra cows in the tank. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And then, yeah, see what then comes on the other side of that. So yeah, I love yeah. that. And I even said that in one of those episodes, I said like when you're pursuing fat loss, nutrition is like that real driver, like you need the deficit in place and training is almost there to support that. And then when we're not focusing on fat loss, I feel like you almost want to flip it and be like, okay, training is the focus here. Training is the driver and nutrition, it almost gets to the point where you're like, it just makes sense for me to eat well. And it makes sense for me to eat a certain amount to fuel the actual goals that I have with training. I think if we spend all year focusing on nutrition, like what am I doing with my nutrition now? It can get a bit tiring. It can get a bit like draining. You feel like you're always sort of dieting. But if you kind of flip that and you're like, okay, now my goals are with training, my focus is on training and nutrition is just kind of like a byproduct. Good nutrition is just a byproduct to support that training. I feel like that's such a good shift. And it even ties in so much with everything we've said. I think when we don't have an education, you can probably relate to this for a lot of your life. Like dieting was always just to lose weight. And now it's like, you can actually diet for so many things. 
Like mm. you can diet to gain muscle. You can diet to fuel training. You can diet like Shaq's training for the freaking triathlon. So I'm like, dude, you need to be dieting a certain way for that. And it's nothing to do with weight loss. Like the last thing you want is low energy like, yeah. going into a triathlon. But I think that even is something that you're such a good, like you've learned and you're such a good reflection of that is you prioritize nutrition and training a lot of the time but not in a way that's like I'm dieting I'm being good I'm losing weight no like it's so cool and when you think about your year next year there may be times like you might do a fat loss phase or you might have mini cuts whatever but I would say most of your year you're going to be training hard eating well not trying to lose weight no 100% I think it'll just be maintenance if you think about like Three years ago, if I just said like, you're just going to be getting after it in the gym and eating a ton of calories, you would have been like, no, I'm fucking not. <laughs> Even I think my maintenance is like 2000 or something. Your maintenance is high, yeah. yeah and I'm because just you're like, a little walker. I'm a walker. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, yeah, just even if you had to say that's, the num- that's your number, I'd have been like maybe half that, like crazy. Yeah. And And I reckon that too is something that you have to actually experience. Like it'd be one thing for me to be like, okay, Nita, eat 2,300 calories and maintain. You'd be like, no way. But when you kind of do like 18 and then 19, and it's probably a whole other topic, but I'm not a fan of the sort of reverse diet as people call it. But I think if you kind of move to maintenance and then you sort of trickle that up and see really like where's that top end threshold of my maintenance yeah it's so much higher than a lot of people think and like I said it's one thing for me to sit here and say that but then when you actually go through it and you eat at 1900 for a few weeks and you're like hang on I'm actually not getting fat and then you eat at 2000 for a few weeks and you're like hang on and I remember doing that with you and Mm. every week being like okay eat a little bit more eat a little bit more (laughs) (laughs) and it's just so cool to see but it's one thing to hear it and I think a whole nother thing to actually experience it and watch your body go through it because most people would just be like I couldn't eat 2,300 calories like I'd be huge it sounds like a lot like it's it's very daunting I actually remember getting my email when it had gone over 2,000 I was like and I think I maybe even messaged but I was like holy shit like and I always say to people welcome to the 2,000 club and then they're like crying in the corner and I'm like whoop whoop (laughs) but then when you do it you're like oh this is actually great I know yeah so good and it is like it's so good like I mean I love doing like you know the fat loss phase or like I've done mini cuts and stuff like it is really good but it's like if I can eat more food then I want to be eating more food (laughs) I know yeah and I think that's like just ties in with everything as well because you know that you're like yeah if I want to knuckle down and get after it I can but why would I if I unless I really want to (laughs) yeah (laughs) which is just so cool and just knowing that like I can go okay like that's that part of my day if I'm going out I'll plan what I want to have and then I can know that I can just go and enjoy that without yeah and having like again extra cows to do that's perfect yeah. yeah and I think just a, a little summary like obviously everyone's different but we have a person here that weighs 53 kilos maintains on about 2200 calories glute bridges 112 kilos like if you're someone that thinks you have to eat fuck all and lift baby weights and do all these little things no you do not 
What are you? I feel like we should we should say what what are your steps normally? I feel like they're about sixteen sixteen thousand. Yeah, <laughs> but, but is that? I don't feel like that's you. Like fuck, I've got to get steps. I think you love getting steps. I do, but like we'll walk. You're a walker. Yeah. yeah. So we like because we're so close to school. So we'll walk to school, and then like the dog has to be walked, and then I walk to pick them up, and even like on if I walk the dog before a work day and then work like that's you around work in retail. Hey, yeah. yeah. So it's like twenty thousand steps there. <laughs> Just doing that, but like, I need to work in retail. <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then, you know, then I'll have lower days. So my average is around that. But yeah, just by walking the dog and walking the kids and yeah, yeah. walking the kids. Walking the kids. <laughs> Come on, kids. <laughs> Get the collar on. <laughs> um, walking the kids to school. Um, yeah, so it does sort of add up. But like, again, if that's. My, you know, like it's, it's easy. It's it natural. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I always say that to people with steps because I think, um, steps are one thing that we can absolutely use to our advantage. Like we can ramp them up, we can bring them down or whatever. And if someone's really kind of trying to get after a strict goal, it does make sense to do that. But I always say to people, that's almost like not a last resort, but kind of because if you do love, your lifestyle and getting those. Imagine if I said to you in a gaining phase, like, oh, okay, Nita, bring those down to 8,000. You'd be like, okay, well, now I can't walk the dog, can't walk the kids. <laughs> like, at work, I have to try and not work. Like, it's actually just not that practical for your lifestyle and it's not that enjoyable. So, I think for some people, like I've said to people before, if you're out there busting your ass trying to get 16,000, absolutely bring them down. But if that truly works for you and you enjoy it and whatever, it just actually makes sense to adjust food to suit that. Yeah. I think, yeah, some people think they like have to really push them up or have to really bring them down. I, I'm a big fan of letting steps sort of fall where they fall within reason. Like some people literally get like 3,000 steps a day, which we don't want to be doing that kind of <laughs> Okay. How many steps do you get? Are you feeling attacked? <laughs> She's going to start pacing soon. <laughs> Just waving her watch. <laughs> no, but some people do. And I think obviously you want to get them up to a healthy amount. But yeah, I'm a big fan of sort of, if that's you and that's your lifestyle, just eat to, to suit that. Yeah. 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 And even I think that was something that I did like learn along that way though too, just what normal actual sort of average is what's actually okay and whatever um because again prior to like really paying attention to that I'd be like oh well, it's got to be over a certain amount or whatever yeah but even now if I do like a 8,000 step day I'm like okay yeah yeah <laughs> that's so cool what would you say if there's someone out there listening that is 40 years old mum of two works do you work full-time part-time part-time yep yeah in retail um, and they just sort of, they don't know what to do. Heading into 2024, they're not feeling great. Oh, honestly, I, I would just say put yourself first. Like if if you have the means 100% because I think especially being like a mom, like you do sometimes just not put yourself first and yeah. it doesn't sort of matter or whatever. But like if you can 100% like and you are feeling a little bit lost and unhappy or whatever, um like make a change for yourself, like, and like educate yourself. Like that's the biggest thing that I've got out of everything is just like education and just understand, understanding. What to actually do. Yeah. yeah. And that like all the things that you think about aren't like, <laughs> you know, like you can live a really happy life within your family, eating similar and stuff and still like reach goals and stuff. And 
Yeah, I don't know. I just, I would say go for it. Just like, yeah. look, put yourself first and. Like, I think it's so funny because even when I spoke to Kirsten the other day, she was like, because she's a mum, she's got twin girls that are 14, I think. And um, she was like, it's so funny that you attract so many mums, Ruby. And I'm like, I really do. Like, <laughs> it's so weird. And it's something where I think I've said on a few podcasts lately, like, I feel like as, as I've grown up as well, I'm very mindful of like, okay, you are a mum or you are heading into menopause like you're doing this you're doing that like different people going through different situations I think when you're like a 20 year old coach you're just like if you want it if you want it bad enough you'll do it you know when you see like young people say things like that and I think like as I've grown up I'm like really mindful to be like well what would it be like for someone with two kids and they work and they've got a husband they've got all these things and I think like that's been so, such a big part of Eat Like Ruby over the last year, especially I'd say just thinking like how can we actually give people everything they need but not like too fucking much, not too overwhelming, not making six different dinners for everyone in your family, like actually just making it work for you and your life. And I think you're such a good example of that. Well, I think listening, I actually said it to Matt after the fact. The podcast that you did I think was Shaq the other week and it was about – um like how you would program, like whatever. And you're like, I'm very mindful that this is the very first time. I'm not going to be like, oh, go and get the trap bar out. Yeah. And like, yeah. And yeah. So it is, that's also so, it was so nice to hear like the explanation behind that there is such consideration into like the other person on the end of that. Yeah. Email, phone, whatever. Um, because it could be really daunting to have, yeah. So I'm like, just do that. Yeah. Without any kind of, yeah consideration yeah. yeah and it's I think I've I learned so much from the girls in it like Ruby like everybody is always like thank you thank you thank you <laughs> and I'm like no honestly thank you because I've had I've got a client she's awesome and she started training this year she did nutrition for ages and she started training this year and after her first gym sesh she was like Rubes, I'm not gonna lie to you like I was in tears it was overwhelming I was scared I was this I was that and her program wasn't that crazy but she just never been to gym and um I just remember being like, okay, I have no idea what that's like. I've literally managed gyms for fucking 15 years. But what would gym be like on day one for a person Mm. that's never been there? And she started in January, so probably with the rest of Australia in the gym as well. And I just remember kind of thinking that like, okay, there's such a lesson here for me. And even in the fat loss phase, we had someone, we actually had someone, she probably is going to listen to this um, and you you might not even know who I'm talking about, but I won't name names. She actually emailed before we started, she emailed Georgia and said, I'm nervous that I'm too big for this. And like G and I, and G had just started. So she's like, what would you say? Like whatever. And we kind of navigated it, whatever. She joined she did amazing. She lost 13 kilos. And I just, I literally said to Shaq, I told Shaq the story and I'm like, she emailed asking if she was too big, thinking like she might not join. I'm like, imagine if she didn't, like imagine if she didn't. And I remember getting that email and thinking like, okay, again, like I have no idea what it's like to be in that position where you send that email and just really thinking, okay, what is she thinking? What is she feeling? What's prompted her to send this? Whatever. Like, I think it's just so important. Even when we think about the fat loss phase, you've come in at 53 kilos. And then we've got someone over here saying like, I genuinely think I'm too big for this. It's such a mix of people that I think it's just so important to 
really think, yeah, they actually are people and they're all different and they've all got different lives and they've all got different things. How can we just make it as simple and enjoyable for everyone as we can? <laughs> and it has been really and I think like that. Like I think I genuinely think that care and compassionate compassion comes through a hundred percent. Like on the other side of like whatever you've done, like in a gaining or a fat loss phase, like in those groups, um, is amazing. And it's yeah. a fine line because you can't just be so caring where you're like, oh my god, it'll be okay, and like, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Because if you don't sort of give someone a little bit of a nudge, then what's the fucking point of being there? Yeah. But then at the same time, I think, you know, over here you're like, okay, I could just give you a full kick in the ass or I could just join your pity party. <laughs> Where's the sweet spot in the middle? <laughs> and I think you find it perfectly too. And honest. I think like you've I- got to just be able to read the person and be like, do they need a nudge right now or do they need a bit of compassion? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, but I think we're getting there. Yeah. No, I think it was. It was perfect. I actually do have a question because you just said before about Shit, like- here we go. <laughs> I'm on. <laughs> um, like when you say, oh, like the next phase, like you talk about menopause. I want to know, like, in your opinion, do you think that changes, like, how you would respond to, like, a fat loss phase or anything like that, like hormonal change? I think the main thing here, I feel like 7 million women's ears just pricked up. Because <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so common. <laughs> I think, like the number one thing to do is actually find out what is happening with your body because mm. absolutely there can be hormonal changes, but I've, I get emails from people, I get messages from people, whatever, and they'll say, I'm thinking of joining this, I'm thinking of doing that, but my hormones are imbalanced. And I'll say, what hormones are imbalanced? And they're like, uh, 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 um, if you're going to not pursue something because your quote hormones are imbalanced, find out, go to the doctor. And the crazy thing is not even crazy, but this is, this is what makes it crazy. We live in a time where if it's things like thyroid or whatever, super common, the doctors can say, okay, yep, your thyroid came back low. We can medicate that straight away. So I think like, absolutely. We, we don't want to be oblivious to the fact that like hormonal changes will occur in menopause, but I just think it's so important to actually find out. And I know that that can be hard because some doctors aren't great. So there's probably people listening thinking, my fucking doctor didn't help me or whatever. I think it is really worth going out, finding the right doctor, finding the right thing, and just actually knowing for sure. It's like it's like anything, but I think hormones are such a big one and especially menopause is such a big one where people are like, they maybe get a bit of a sign, like they are struggling to lose weight a bit more or anything, any sort of a sign, and then they just think, oh shit, this is it. And I just think like you got to know for sure like mm-hmm. what's actually happening and then you can actually know what to do about it. Yeah. So for sure. And even I think my mum's such a great example because she obviously she came on the pod and she's a bit ruthless and she's just like fucking keep going and stuff. But even when I talk to her now and I'm trying to get her back on the podcast actually, she said to me a few times recently, she's like, yeah, I've just noticed some areas are harder. Like she's like, I used to drop it off my stomach straight away and now it's not going as quickly off my stomach or whatever. So I think you want to, like I said, we don't want to just be oblivious and be like, just fucking work harder. But (laughs) do you know what I mean? But I think you want to like sort of dig a bit deeper and find out if there's something major actually happening for you that needs to be treated first and then adjust accordingly. Anything else? No, I don't think I've got any other questions. No, I think I'm just like, I'm really good. Like I just, I think you are. Yeah. (laughs) Which is, um, again, a big, 
I'm, I just, you, I never thought that I'd be like just happy knowing how to navigate things. Did and- you ever think you'd be sitting here on the Eat Like Ruby podcast? No. <laughs> I love it. I most certainly did not. <laughs> well, I'm stoked. I'm stoked to have had you in Eat Like Ruby for two years. I feel like you're part of the furniture now. Um, and I'm just stoked to see your journey. I think you've just, you're the perfect example. You're like textbook. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just, oh, we'll change it to Eat Like Nita. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming up, coming on. Oh, it's been my pleasure. I was like nervous, but it's actually been far less. It's just chilling. Yeah, it's been fun. It's been fun. <laughs> if Shaq can do it, anyone can do it. <laughs> standing outside the door (laughs) but thank you so much for coming no my pleasure thank you and thank you guys for listening i think we are going to be back i actually think you're the final ep for the year so last episode of the year and that will actually be like one year anniversary vibes of the eat like review podcast (laughs) i wish you got that on camera (laughs) and so we will be back next week with um first episode of the year and it is going to be i've done Two episodes early December on my advice and things I would be thinking about if you were a person going into 2024 that does not have a fat loss goal. And next week is going to be advice and plans for people who do have a fat loss goal going into 2024. So listen to that one and then we'll just keep weekly apps rolling for the whole year. Shit. Thanks, guys. <laughs>